When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley, here with the beautiful and talented Elisa Woods. Hi! Hi, how are you? I'm great. So last week we celebrated our 50th episode, or last time I guess I should say, and tonight we have to celebrate Jared's birthday! Okay girls, you ready? Yeah! No! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Cha-cha-cha! Happy birthday, dear Jared! Happy birthday to you! Cha-cha-cha! Happy birthday, Jared! Do you guys know the next the next line? What's the How next? How old are you now? <laughs> how old are you? He's 22. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that how it is? Close enough. <laughs> and yes, I did bribe my children with candy to do that. <laughs> they both have full-size candy bars. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jared. We love you. We are, of course, sponsored by the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. And Elise, I was thinking, did you give them a hootie hoo last episode? I don't know if I did last episode, but I think I missed it two episodes ago. Okay, so do you want to do double now? Hootie hoo, hootie hoo, hootie hoo. So much singing happening. I know. A lot of singing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ivy College. <laughs> we apologize. I'm not sorry. <laughs> and the whole podcast network is sponsored by our friends at Mississippi River Distilling Company. As a reminder, um, there's a kickoff and a party in Eastern Iowa on August 20th, but I think that's sold out. But there's one coming up in Des Moines that week as well. So yes. make sure you pay attention because I know that they're going to be featuring some Cody Road cocktails. Here's so. the thing. Don't screw it up. <laughs> Ooh, just the people who are missing out on yeah. the kickoff party? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Don't screw it up. Don't screw, don't screw it up. Make don't sure you're there. Don't screw this up for us. Because <laughs> we have a lot riding yeah. on it. <laughs> Man, what a couple of weeks it's been, huh? Yeah. Surprise realignment. Oh, my god! Simone Biles drama and the Cubs fire sale. Oh. Right. So, you know I love sports. Like, sports pulse through my veins. Yes. And I love them to my core. So, these last couple of weeks have been a little bit rough for me. And I think, arguably, that means I could have an unhealthy love for sports. You know, maybe a little bit, slightly. Okay. But I'm a very passionate person. You know that. Yes. And if I love something, I love it hard. And that means I feel all the feels when things don't go well. So I'm feeling a little down this yeah. week. So uh, I apologize if maybe this is a bit of a downer in comparison to some of our other episodes. But I'm counting on you for a comedic relief. Yeah, I'll just, you know, I didn't prepare anything. So I'll just <laughs> throw in uh, my two cents everywhere. And so it's I, a normal I, podcast. I'm much. just kidding. No, I, don't, I feel the same way. And I've kind of checked out the last couple of weeks. It's just been like, it's been a little bit too much for me. Yeah. And I truthfully just kind of checked out. Yeah. And I got off Twitter and I mean, I didn't get off of Twitter. I, I get notifications and stuff, but right. I'm not actively seeking out stuff I just watch people make food on YouTube and 
make food myself well maybe this can be kind of a therapeutic episode for both of us and i know we're not the only ones who feel that way um i don't want to talk a ton about realignment because i feel like chris is really the expert on this and um I mean, I'll leave it to him. And I know he and Brent did a podcast yesterday. Wait, what day is today? It's Monday. So on Sunday, their Sunday night pod, um, listen to that. It's super in depth, but I guess just a little plug. If you haven't signed up for Patreon, now is your time to do so because he's been sending out daily, sometimes hourly updates on what's going on. So I'm not the one to speak on that. I guess all I'm going to say about realignment is that it sucks. Uh, you know, we're on the cusp of what's arguably going to be the best and most historic football season in school history. And this is overshadowing it. And it just, and I'm guilty of that. I'm letting it, um, you know, we play football on five Saturdays and here I am worried about what the next five years are going to look like. So it, it just sucks. You know, I, I don't know. I, and I know you're taking the every little thing's going to be all right. And it's out of your hands approach, which I wish I was better at. I'm just yeah. not. I think just with this, like I, I, I just am a ball of anxiety all of the time, but somehow I've just realized that I can't do anything about it. Right. Literally. I can't do anything about it. And if my favorite team is going to crush to the ground and break in a million pieces, I am going to try and not fall in a million pieces with it, I guess. It's it's going to, like, it will suck. Yeah, it will. But I'm just, like, anxiety is just being afraid of what could possibly happen. And I, there's nothing I can do about what can possibly happen. So I'm just letting it happen around me. And it's, it is, like you're saying, it's changing every hour sometimes. like Sometimes faster than that. I mean, between the time that we ate dinner tonight and the time we got here, you know, Texas president is is testifying in a hearing and he's saying a bunch of stupid stuff that could get them in trouble eventually, you know, and that's two hours ago. Right, right. So it's just like, I'm... Things are going to happen whether I'm stressed out and mad about it or not. So I'm just going to let them happen and kind of, I I would like to just let everything happen. And then in, in 15 years, I'll watch the 30 for 30. There you go. That's a good attitude. And in those first couple of days, I was really worked up about it. Like to the point where I was like, couldn't sleep at night thinking about it because I felt so bad for everyone involved. But I've kind of taken more of the approach that you are where I'm, I know I can't do anything about it. So at this point I'm committed to just kind of making fun of it and trying to make light of it and throwing horns down at all (laughs) at every opportunity and cheering my heart out for the football team and every sport we can this year because we just don't know what the future holds for sure yeah so that's my take on realignment all right let's um let's shout out our friends at farm story meats and then we'll get into the couple of rants that i warned you about okay meat so i was on vacation last week and we drove out to colorado and we drove home so we ate out a lot and the truth is i never want to see a fast food burger again (laughs) it's not true but i for a while i'm gonna take a break okay okay so all i want is something local and clean and that i can trust i know where it came from and you know the meat from farm story meats is just that we've told you they're based in ames and our friend ray schmidt from farm story guarantees that every cut of meat they sell comes from local Iowa family farms. Hmm. They do free deliveries to central Iowa, but they can ship everywhere in the U.S. because we know that we have people listening out in California and Oregon and Idaho and anywhere your little heart can desire. Texas. Texas. Horns down. (laughs) Forget about you guys in Texas. You don't get our farm story meats. Just kidding. You really can. You can. But Cyclone Fanatic always supports small businesses because that's what we are. So check them out at farmstorymeats.com. 
All right. I told you I had a rant about the Olympics and Simone Lay Biles. It on okay. Us. Well, first of all, this has nothing to do with Simone, but I feel like they've been a BITCH to watch. It's been really hard to keep track of what's going on and where. And yeah. I understand that's partially logistics. It's yeah. in Tokyo and the COVID-19 is making it possible for you know, for people to get close to it. So I get all of that. Yeah. But I just want like some black and white list that says this is on this channel when this is when it's getting replayed, all of those yeah. things. It's been hard to watch. It seems like it's the same thing being o- replayed over and over and over I completely again. agree with you. Like the volleyball team has played Italy like four <laughs> times today. I can't. I get it. You know what happens yeah. at this point. Well, and at this point also, if I see stuff on tv i'm like well we probably won oh that's a good point like it's been spoiled for you yeah it's been interesting and i know that the ratings are way down and i know that's for a lot of different reasons but they have not done nbc has not done themselves any favors with it no the other bummer is that spoiler if you don't know already but i'm sure you do the u.s women's national team lost early Monday morning, I guess it would be. So they'll now play in the bronze medal game against the Aussies on Thursday morning at 3 a.m. our time. What a bummer. That is a bummer. I don't know. It just felt like they weren't quite as sharp as they have been yeah. in past years. I want, I don't know if you watched the gold cup, the men win the, win the gold cup, yeah. but the announcers just were beside themselves. And they were like, they were like, finally the men's team has reached, um, the status of the women's team. And we were like, wait, what? Yeah. I don't think that's quite right. Not quite. Not quite. Not you celebrate your gold cup. Right. We're happy for right. you, Right. I'm very excited that they won, but I was like, when he, they were getting in their feelings first of all <laughs> these announcers like they brought a lot of stuff to get out you know it's been they a while verklempt <laughs> for sure but i was just like they were just they were getting in their feelings and then when they said that and they kind of stumbled over over it a little bit because i think coming out of their mouth they're like this oh, sounds ridiculous no. yeah <laughs> but i think that what they meant to say was the women's team is far ahead of the men's yes, team right and finally the men's team is like making up some ground making up a little bit of ground let's give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that's what they mean yeah it's like it's like you can see how many meters per second the swimmers are going <laughs> yes. and they're going like 1.58 and the women's team is going like 1.57 but the women's team is already like lapped right them. right they're, so, yes they're lap ahead yeah but um i did see this on social media and i did not do any back research on it to see if it was true then it's for sure true so I thought I would bring it here. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, that a California-based athletic apparel company called Title Nine <gasps> has donated a million dollars to the women's national team in support of their fight for equal pay. And by Title Nine CEO's calculations, the money will put the U.S. women's national team on the same pay scale as the men's national team for a period of six games. Mm. <laughs> so... Cool. Cool. I actually think I know that company. Yeah? Yeah. So anyways, if you want to do some research and see if that's true, go ahead. If you want to just spread it as if that's a true story, go ahead. Yeah, please do. That's what I do. God bless social media. Yep. All right, let's get to the Simone stuff. Okay. I'm assuming at this point everybody knows what happened, but just in case you don't somehow, she withdrew from the team competition because of the twisties. We found that out after the fact, but essentially it boiled down to mental health. She just wasn't feeling mentally prepared and 
you know, ready to go out there. She didn't feel safe and she didn't feel like it was appropriate to do that to her team. Obviously it drew immediate reaction, both good and bad. And I feel like for the most, would you say the majority of what you saw was supportive? I, yeah, I think so. I think so too. Honestly, the, uh, the overwhelming majority of what I saw was positive. And then I kept seeing people say like, why would you be negative about the, like condemning like, being negative about right. it, but I didn't see anybody being negative. And I'm sure that that's because of the way that my social media has been curated. We've been over this a million times. Right. right. Like you, you see what you want to yeah, see. Yeah. I, I see what social media thinks I want to see. Yes. So. Right. Right. Okay. But the truth is I haven't been able to to let this go because I I have seen some negative stuff and it's like you and I have talked about the negative comments you get 99 positive comments and it's the one negative one that keeps you up at night yeah and okay so I'll be super honest and vulnerable for a second you know this a little bit but earlier this year I was struggling mentally like hardcore and part of it was the pandemic I mean that had a serious impact on all of us that I don't think we're fully grasping yet I think it's gonna be years before we fully recognize how bad it was yeah but there was just some personal stuff going on too and it was to the point where I would be sitting at my desk which was my dining room table and I would be like paralyzed like physically paralyzed I felt like I couldn't move because I was so overwhelmed and there were days where I struggled to get out of bed like to get out of bed and I'm not I mean that literally and I felt like Simone said she felt the weight of her the the world was on her shoulders and I felt like the weight of my world was on mine and if it weren't for those two little girls that sang (laughs) happy birthday to Jared that you'll probably be hearing in the background who were trying to make us laugh by the way I don't know if you can see them but they're making faces at us if it weren't for them there were days when I'm not sure I would have gotten out of bed and I was on the way to Colorado on the way from Colorado I was trying to decide if I wanted to say this out loud but I think it's important for a bunch of reasons one I was struck by how intertwined my mental health was with my physical state of being if I'm struggling to get out of bed think of trying to fly through the air and land on your feet you know like I can't imagine the terror that she experienced while she was trying to do that and the second reason I want to share it is because no one outside of my very small circle knew what I was going through and I think it's a lot easier than people think to fake it to make it seem like everything's okay and Simone did that to all of us she was always the bubbly one the smiling one the one who we I mean we talked about how when she was training she handled it in a much lighter way where it was more balanced and I think we assumed she had it all figured out but she was carrying so much weight that none of us I mean, we knew what she was dealing with, but I don't think we fully grasped the weight that was on her shoulders. And I think that's important to take away from this is that you truly have no idea what the person next to you is going through. Mm -hmm. And another thing I wanted to, to mention is that your reaction to another person's struggle with mental health matters because it was for me this past year was the first time in my life that I admitted I needed some help and that's only because of the support of the people around me like you you've been very open about going to therapy Jared's been open about some of his struggles and I knew I wasn't alone because of that and I I that was just always in the back of my mind knowing that okay this is this is not just me this is a lot of people around me who are doing the same thing and I guess if you're listening to this and you don't struggle with mental health consider yourself lucky but I promise you that someone around you is and they see how you react to it they see how you talk about it they see how you um whether you dismiss the stuff about Simone or or um 
Naomi Osaka or any, any of these high profile stories. And if you trash it, then that person that's in your life is going to be afraid to come to you. And that truly could be a life or death thing. So I just really encourage you to be careful with how you, with how you frame this. And even if you disagree with how she handled it, think very carefully about what you're saying and how that might affect someone else. And I, I really hope that this is a moment of reckoning, that it's okay, it's becoming more and more okay to just say, no, I'm done. And it's becoming more and more okay to set boundaries. And I, uh, I ran another half marathon this weekend, which was dumb and my hip hurts and I'm just kind of overrunning at this point. But I was listening to a podcast while I was running and it was Glennon Doyle, who I love. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm obsessed with her. But do you know who Brene Brown is? No. Okay. She's I've another. Heard the name yeah. Before. She's like a you know a feminist self help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she Glennon was talking about a conversation she had with Brene where Brene was just exhausted, like done, and she felt really guilty because she'd missed a few things of her kids during the week, and this was one more thing. She's just like, I can't, I can't do it. I cannot do it. So she went to her son and said, I can't, and he's like, Okay, that's fine, mom. And then the next week he came to her and said. I can't do this, I'm exhausted, but until you said you were exhausted, I didn't know it was okay for me to say it. So I just really hope that this is one of those moments where we really do some self-reflection and use her, use Simone as an example to say, no, it's okay to not be okay. I mean, we're a society that's obsessed with productivity and results and getting things done to the point of like physical exhaustion. And we accept the physical part of it when someone gets hurt on the, phys- or on the football field, it's okay. Right. And I just think it's time that we need to, if we're willing to accept physical burnout, I hope that we're becoming more and more acceptable with mental burnout. And I think about when you, when she said that she had the twisties, that made me think about like the yips. Yeah. It's and similar to yeah, that. So I played softball with this girl and we, um, it was in college and we were just kind of we would just play every once in a while and stuff. And then all of a sudden one day she got there and she, she couldn't throw to me. She could only throw straight into the ground. Like this girl who had played high school ball, like played ball with me a bunch. All of a sudden she's like, I can't throw anymore. All I can do is throw straight into the ground. What position did she play? Did you say it? I mean, she was an infielder, not a pitcher is what I'm asking. Um, she wasn't a pitcher. Okay. I don't remember. But even, that makes it even weirder to me yeah. that it happens. Yeah. Right. So, and, and then I think about like John Lester. Yes. With the Cubs. Like th- when you talk about the yips, like that's what I think about the most is that he just like he couldn't throw to first base. Right. He just couldn't do it. And then like Ben Simmons got, you know, he was afraid to shoot free throws. He, he like gave up gimme shots because he was just afraid to put them up (laughs) right you know and like we we laugh about that but then I also think about so now that they're kind of not letting the pitchers put whatever on their hands and they're being careful about it now it's starting to come up well they're starting to hit guys in the head yeah they're starting to hit guys because they don't have the control from the substance yeah and, and then now they have to have there's a three batter minimum too is another rule that they put into place so now these guys have to get out there beam a guy in the head (laughs) beam a guy in another guy in the head and then that third guy has got to get up there and stand in the box and wait for a 95 mile an hour pitch at his head yeah like these are the yips you guys like these are the twisties this is what Simone's going through and it's it's 
funny when they can't throw to first base and it's funny when no when, one's in harm's way right it's funny when they airball a, a um free throw a free throw and it's funny like when they miss a putt by a bunch it that stuff's funny but it's not funny when you're in the air twisting around head pointed towards the ground possibility of like paralysis or broken arm broken leg right snapping your neck right and it's just she doesn't owe us anything yeah and i i thought that was extreme i I saw that several times on on social media she doesn't owe us anything like she's clearly proven she's the best in the world and probably of all definitely of all time so and you bring up another point of, you know, these baseball players, professional baseball players who can't throw to first base. Yeah. These are some of the most elite, elite athletes in the world who are incredibly disciplined, but it's just something in your head. And if something in your head is that strong, like, why aren't we paying attention to that? Right. It's no, it should be treated no differently than if you have a torn muscle in your shoulder, because ultimately if it's preventing you from performing the way that you have trained for and what the hell is the difference? Right. And I just, and that's, maybe this is what's different about it is that um, Simone's example is one that would, could have resulted in a very serious physical injury. Whereas like you said, the, you know, the, the traditional yips are, are funny and right. unfortunate, but, and maybe this is what's making it so real, I guess, to me. And maybe it's why it's keeping me up and bothering me so much is that the people who are criticizing it, I don't think are understanding that the impact that it could have. And by the way, well, I guess, I guess we'll get into this when we start talking about gymnastics as a whole, but I just, I guess I, I wonder, you know, what is it, what is it going to take for us to start treating mental health as health period? And I, I'm not trying to get political at all, but it's not mass shootings. Like, clearly it's not that. Clearly it's not the burnout of a pandemic. So could it be that a couple of really elite female athletes could be the ones that turn the turn the conversation? I don't know. I doubt it. But it feels a little bit like this is different than some of the conversations we've, we've had before. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's so shocking that that this seemingly bubbly personality was dealing with some really heavy stuffs. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you think is so different about it? I don't know. I think that like the, it's that she was expected. I mean, we expected her to win everything. Six gold medals. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. And had she won a silver, I think that everyone would have been disappointed. And that's a lot. That's lofty to put on somebody. And I think just the Olympics in general, like when, when teams get the silver or the bronze and they're hanging their head, it's like, you are top three in the entire world. Like it still should be celebrated. And I actually noticed this. So, um, one of the major media outlets said something like USA walks away with silver or some, something to that effect in the, in the team and several gymnasts. And then it ended up being beyond gymnasts. Several athletes were like, no, they won a silver medal. Right. And I think that that was another turning point. That was another shift in the verbiage that I noticed. And so I've just, I have seen things that make me think, okay, this could actually be a turning point. And I don't think it's going to be like a societal turning point, but maybe if it, maybe if it starts to happen in sports, society will follow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Could be. 
I don't know. I mean, I mean, she opened the door for like Suni to win a gold. Yes. She opened the door for Jade won a gold right. on the floor. She Jade wouldn't have won a gold. Jade would have won a silver, silver right. which is also awesome. But she's opening the door to let these other girls who have trained just as hard as she has. They just don't have the natural just freak talent that she has. But she's opening the door for them to have memories that they they'll never forget you know what I mean and that's the other part of it is I think it's important to recognize that her teammates were very supportive yeah and she was supportive of them and I yes that's what I was just going to say seeing her on the you know along the sides grabbing their chalk and cheering them on and that was really cool there was no sulking I mean she was she was all in yeah for sure and it was neat to see her sponsors stand by her and cheer her on and say they're they're standing with her and you know um, I'm not sure that that's something that would have happened a few years ago but yeah so that was positive too so I I mean it was a really unfortunate and I wish it wouldn't have happened I wanted to see her break records and do incredible things because that's one of the things I think you and I and probably most of the United States was looking forward to most this Olympics but I'm I'm equally proud of her for very different reasons well my daughter has been very concerned about Tiger Woods because he has (laughs) not been at Vinker Golf Course um, when she is driving by she pointed out that Tiger was not at the golf course because he hurt his leg she is also concerned about Simone she said she doesn't want to watch um, gymnastics because the black girl that she likes isn't playing and also that's a that's a good reminder that representation matters she sees it I've seen it with my girls and we've talked about the referees and various you know representation matters it It does does. yeah definitely it does but we told her you know she might be she might be I think she said that she was maybe gonna do beam right she is yeah okay I hope that ends well. I'm very nervous As about do that. I. I'm, I trust. I mean, at this point, she knows. Yeah. That if she didn't believe in herself, sure. she, but it's just like I'm. My heart is. <laughs> I feel like my heart is outside of my I body know. for her. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. All right, let's take a quick break and then uh, I'm gonna go on another rant. <laughs> we are brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be Be authentic. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, it's uh, we should just call this the birthday ranting episode for Jared. And, okay. Okay. Sorry, Jared. We're ranting on your birthday. And here's the thing about Jared <laughs> I'd like to bring up. No, just joking. Sorry, Jared. We love you. He's not even listening. He's it's, mouthing something. and He's typing, typing furiously. I was going to say feverishly. Feverishly? Yeah. Is okay. that a word? Well, maybe there was breaking news. And if there was, I don't want to know about it because it's probably bad. Oh, gosh. I think it's good. Oh, he's just working. Oh. Mm, well, okay. Fine. He's, he's just on He's just on a dating site. <laughs> he's single. Hey. Oh, creating hey, what did content. You, what did you ask mommy earlier? Why doesn't Jared have a girlfriend? 
That's the million dollar question, girlfriend. Nora, I don't know if you figure it out before you turn four, let us know too. Because his armpits stink. <laughs> I wish you could see Nora's face right now. Do you think Jared's, do you think Uncle Jared's armpits stink? Yeah. <laughs> Can you confirm it? Have you smelled yeah. them before? You no. say, ew. Ew. <laughs> That's the content we're creating right there. <laughs> Good job, Nora. All right, so uh, back to Simone. I, the other part of the conversation that has been reopened, I guess, is <laughs> the well-being and, and feasibility of USA Gymnastics. I don't know if you saw. Well, let me back up. So Sean Johnson has been very open about the fact that she battled an eating disorder because of some of the train, you know, some of the comments that were made about her body and the way she felt her body looked yeah. on TV and in. Hey, you, will you be quiet for a and second? And congrats to her for having a baby. Yes, another baby. Yeah. What was the name again? Jet. Jet. Yeah. Jet. Yeah. 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 She's a good follow on social media. She if you is. don't follow her, she's cute as yeah. she's cute as a button. Um, but so there's that. We we are very familiar with that because she's an Iowan and we Uh she's one of our princesses of the state I feel like but um so after this happened with Simone Carrie Strug uh, the conversation about Carrie Strug came up well if Carrie Strug can go out there and do a vault on a broken ankle then surely Simone can overcome this mental thing you and I talked about this so I don't know if you saw over the weekend but everyone was like yeah and do you know who she was handed off to immediately after the vault Larry Nasser. and what like we're that's again valuing the physical being over the mental like that is terrifying to think about yeah and then Dominique Mociano who was my childhood hero she was that 14 year old in the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta she tweeted last week after this happened with Simone that she she tweeted a video of her fall on the balance beam Guys, if you haven't seen it, go look at it. She literally lands on her head on the balance beam and it like crushes her neck, okay? So she gets off. She tweets, I was 14 year old, 14 years old with a tibial stress fracture and I was left alone with no cervical spine exam after this fall. I competed in the floor exam final minutes later. And the point of her tweet, she went on to say she was praising Simone for showing that athletes do have a choice because she said she felt she had no say over her own body yeah. as an Olympian. And then do you remember McKay? Kayla Maroney, the not impressed girl who yeah. was up. Yeah. So she tweeted or she did an Instagram. You okay, Nora? Uncle Jared's about to yell at Nora because she just tripped over the cords. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Michaela Maroney on her Instagram story uh, admitted that she did her medal winning vault in 2012 with a concussion, broken nose and broken foot. She said Marta Caroli made them start training immediately after they got off the plane. They were in London, so they were all jet-lagged, and she told Marta she was dizzy, but Marta made her do the training, a beam routine that she wasn't even competing in. She made her do it three times, and that's when she broke her foot. So she tweeted, and this broke my heart, Michaela tweeted, that's why after I retired, I ran from this sport. I didn't want it to be connected to it at all anymore. It made me extremely angry and disappointed to think about, but the Larry Nasser stuff came out, and I was forced to deal with it all. So I guess my question after all of this and after knowing that Simone, you know, has stated publicly that she came back pretty much only to make sure that USA Gymnastics and everyone was held accountable for the Larry Nasser stuff. What are we doing? Yeah. These are girls. Girls. Well, and you and I read this. I think I sent that article to you about Carrie Strug that she didn't even have yes. to do that yeah. vault. We had won the gold medal already. Handily won the yes. gold medal. And she went back to Bell Caroli and said, do, do I, I have, have to, to do it? And he said, yeah. 
and she did she it. She didn't because have she, to do it. She didn't think she had any, like, that's, she felt yeah. she was so controlled. And he made her do it. Yeah. What, so what, what the hell are we doing? I mean, these are teenage girls. Right. And it's just, yeah, it's great. We're a very highly decorated right. country in, in gymnastics. So but proud. at what cost? Right. Like, it's just, it's make. and I don't know if it's because I have young girls now or if it's because the snowball effect of the, the scandal with the abuse and then the mental stuff that we've seen these girls come out of um, and the, the body image issues. I don't know if it's a combination of all of that or, or what, but it's just like, it's eating at me. It's gross. Yeah. And this goes beyond... USA Gymnastics. It's the entire culture we have right now of AAU and, um, you know, specializing in things at a very young age. Like, I think I told you, and this is no disrespect, I joke a lot about dance and the dance community, and I, I mean no disrespect to it, but my daughter loves it, but she got asked to do a competition team where she would have had to be at the studio three nights a week and do several classes, like four classes a week and competitions virtually every Saturday. She's six years old. Yeah. And it's this weird internal battle I have of, do I put her in that so she doesn't quote fall behind and quote, you know, like, yeah. or do I let her just do it recreationally and casually? And then if she gets serious about it later, do it that way. But then will she be too far behind? And right. like, and then I catch myself, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. But it's, that's how we, that is how we've been trained to operate in the last decade or two. And yeah. it, it's just gross. And I don't, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what we do about it as parents or as fans, because we're all playing into it. Yeah. I mean, we, we all say, oh, this is the way that it, it, this is almost tying into like conference realignment. Like we're all saying like, oh, we're going to band together. We're going to stay. But as soon as there's that opportunity to get a leg up on everyone else, you're going to take it. Right. And I, and the thing is like, I don't blame anyone for doing that, but also I'm like, well, the only way to stop that is for us to actually right. all band together, but then we're all stuck behind. It's just this, it is a mind F basically. Yeah. It's just like the culture of achievement. Yeah. Yes. Right. And the glorifying the hustle. Like that's actually something that I've really been dealing with this last year. Like after getting laid off and losing my entire identity, which was my job, yep. you know, working in sports, working in events, and then no longer working working in those sports and events, I, I had to step back and say, like, is, is what I'm doing worth the hustle? Right. Is it worth the long nights? Is it worth the nights away from my family? Is it worth the nights away? Honestly, the nights away from me just wandering around Target. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, so in the last year I found a way to work less and still survive right and still have all of the things that we want like we don't we don't have as much as we used to have when I was working there we just don't, don't have as much stuff right we don't but have as much stuff you figured out that the stuff doesn't necessarily right. matter right the stuff doesn't matter as much now that we don't have that stuff the kids don't miss the stuff right you know Malcolm never had the stuff and it's like but I'm there with them right and I I rocked him before he went to sleep and we he he laughed and he smiled. He's the happiest kid you've ever seen. And he doesn't have all the stuff, you know? And it's like, I have found a way to manage my time, 
to prioritize rest and relaxation yes and prioritize connections and there what's the point of the hustle yeah you know shiny things like a gold medal right i mean truly right and i just want well and you made me think of something i think matt campbell said like after last season that they figured out how not to work harder but to how to work more efficiently yeah and i think that's i i mean i think that's true like that's what we all need to do better at because Mm -hmm. it's it's really depressing to work your butt off and then at the end of the day be like what was this for right and I wonder you know not just Olympic athletes but professional athletes or collegiate athletes I you know I wonder if it's become it's if it's getting to the point that they're like this isn't it's not what it's cut out to be yeah I don't know I, I think this is only the start. I think I, I'm hopeful that this is the start of us seeing more athletes say, well, hold on. Like I'm putting, I'm putting a boundary in place. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I mean, that could go to an extreme that we don't necessarily like, but yeah. I think there's probably a healthy balance in there. And I think, I think this, like you said, I think this is opening a door to a conversation that we should probably all have with ourselves about what is actually mattering. Yeah. And I, I just think back to like, what is the reason that you want to achieve? What is the reason that you want to win? What is the reason that you want to be the gold medal winner, the first place, like those that other people will notice, praise it, praise you, right. other people will recognize and I I just think about what my therapist says like who cares right like what's what's the worst that's going to happen that somebody's going to think poorly of you if you don't do that who cares who are they right and find ways to make yourself inherent like inherently inside of you happy I mean that should be the goal yeah if you're not if something you're doing is not making you happy what are you doing it for and if somebody thinks something positive or negative about you let them Go right. ahead. Right. Yeah. And I, I, this is weird how applicable all of this is to, I mean, I feel like <laughs> just day to day life, you know? Yeah. But it, I just think it was one of those, well, you know, if she's taking this stand, like, why can't we do a similar thing yeah. in our lives? And I, I saw, I don't know if you saw, um, I think it was Keith Murphy or maybe it was Murphy Andy Twitter handle or whatever, but they were tweeting about, you know, have you ever taken a mental health day? And I, I, <sighs> I bet everybody has. You just may have never called it a mental health day. You yeah. might have called it a you day or a treat yourself day or yeah. whatever you want to call it. But I mean, I, it goes back to I wish we could normalize mental injuries or mental conditions with physical injuries because we all need those days. Yeah. And I just want that to become more and more normal. Yeah. And if you think that a day off would not make you happy, then you don't have to do it. Yeah. But it's- guess what? Most people think a day <laughs> off would make you happy I agree with that and prioritizing your happiness and your is is your mental health yes prioritizing your joy is your mental health like that's it's okay to be happy guys it's kind of the goal yeah yeah the it is the the, the, I almost said the f word but it is that's a freaking goal of being alive is to be happy isn't it and uh, this is another larger largely applicable point to the entire universe but if someone is making a choice that doesn't affect you just let them make that choice and if it makes them happy and doesn't harm you just let it make them happy right it'll make your life a lot easier too man here's the here's the deal (laughs) choose joy don't be a dick (laughs) help help other people i'm gonna get you that bumper sticker 
Those are love, those trumps, are my... hate, be kind, repeat. That's what I always say. Well, I just say don't be a dick. That'll work too. Can we talk about some bright spots before we sign off? Yeah. Okay. These are Olympics ones, and then I have a non-Olympic one. Did you see it. Katie Ledecky is just kicking booty out there? I love her, and she her... has a just dynamic smile that just like you see her smile, and you're like, that woman is happy, does and she, I like it. Does she have extra teeth? She has a very large smile. She looks good. She has a very All large smile. All those teeth make me smile. <laughs> I'm telling that I feel the same and way. And they're real straight. They're real straight. I like her. I bet she got some braces when she was young. Maybe. But she now has the most individual individual gold medals, doesn't she? Why are you I, shaking your head? No, I'm oh, just, oh, I thought I was I'm wrong. I'm shaking my head because I'm just so happy that I like her. Yeah, I lo- she's great. She, she makes me happy. I think she has the most individual gold medals of any female Olympic swimmer. I think right you're now. right. So that's she's incredible. She's the best. She's a force. Um, did Katie, you, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, Katie, we love you. <laughs> Did you see the high jumpers from uh, Qatar and I think it was Italy? Yes. Okay, so you guys go. This is everywhere on social media. I know. But they they essentially were in a tie and then they couldn't get to the next level after three passes. And the official walked up to him and the guy from Italy or maybe it was the guy from Qatar. I don't know. Yeah. One of them was like, "Well, can we both have gold?" Right. That, and the official was like, uh, "I guess." No. He, he, well, here's the thing: is he says possibly, but and they just say, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, and then they hug each other. Like, and, right. And so I'm like, okay, so. so so did they let them both have gold? I don't want to know because if I they know. don't forget it. I know. It was just one of those moments where you're like, ding, there's yeah. some good people yeah. out there. And the guy from Italy is just, he's a um, a personality. Did you see him hugging the... No, I tried to look that up. Okay. So he, it was the 100 meter dash, which the Italian won, like huge surprise. Yeah. Huge shock to everybody. And he crosses the finish line and the Italian high jumper is like up <laughs> in his grill. And everyone's like, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> It was really great. It I was another it. happy moment. I love it. I want, send it to me I will. if you see it. I will. And then uh, lastly, the swimmer, the female swimmer from Alaska. Uh, how do you say her yeah. name? Lydica? Lydica Jacoby? I, I, I think that's it. So she gets an unexpected gold and her family out in Alaska went bananas. Yeah. Just a huge watch party. And oh that, my gosh. You know, that has been a weird cool thing about this Olympics you know usually you see the parents in the stands and I remember I will never forget Allie Reisman's mom and dad when she was doing that final floor routine and they were like holding on to each other and (laughs) just a sheer terror but um I always love that part of it, but seeing these watch parties and these people in their living rooms, these families in their living rooms, yeah. that has been a cool part of these Olympics. And also, like, she's in high school, and those were all the high school kids, and oh, the, yeah. and all the high school boys right there. <laughs> God, if I was in high school, and that number of high school boys were excited watching about you. watching me in, in my swimsuit, I would throw up. But also, if they were that excited about me doing something, that would make me happy. Yeah, and yes, I agree with you the other part of that video that made me happy was her mom and dad each had their ipad pads like filming the crowd like anytime a mom or dad films in an ipad i I just want to hug them i know yes and my other bright spot shout out in the night goes to katie griggs she uh the mariners named her the new president of business operations Mm. which is pretty cool um she was previously in the front office for the atlanta united the um major league soccer team so she's now the every business decision will now run across her desk for the mariners nice nice so they 
they could use some <laughs> better business decisions. So it's uh, I I was reading into it and it was very clear that they made me laugh the way they wrote it. That the baseball operations part of it is separate from her. Oh, like she's okay. the But I was like, yeah, like okay, thanks for pointing that out. Like you again, don't be a dick. But <laughs> and then they didn't mean it that yeah. way, but it just came out that way. Well, but good for her. Good then, for you, Katie. Yeah. Then your continued poor baseball decisions <laughs> yes. don't rely. Don't lie. I guess on that's her. another. That's a better way to look right. at it. Do you have any other shout outs? Are we good? You know, I have some negative things, but I'm just going to keep it to myself. Okay. You want to end on a high note? Yeah. In five more Saturdays, we'll be at Jack Trice Stadium. Yeah. It's coming quick. You'll be there with your kids. I won't be there with my kids. Mm, well, we party differently. We do, but I can't say that this my children are going to stop me this year. <laughs> <laughs> I am not personally responsible for anything that happens on Cyclone Saturdays from now on. Listen, and I was pregnant. Oh, that's right. Two, two seasons, seasons ago, before ago. the pre-pandemic, yeah. yeah. At actual tailgating, so... We're going to go bigger, go home. And we're not going home, no. damn it. <laughs> Your girl's ready. They're ready. We're ready. All right, happy birthday, Jared. Go Cyclones. Go State.